Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Shridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine our knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. This podcast discusses the rules laid down by the Delhi High Court on disclosure vis-a-vis invalidity on ground of obviousness in the case discussing CTPR between Best Crop Science LLP and Natco Pharma Limited versus FMC Corporations. Patents Delhi High Court Rules on Disclosure Vis-a-Vis Invalidity on Ground of Obviousness The Delhi High Court berates recent judgment while deciding the application under Order 39 Rules 1 and 2 of the Code of Civil Procedure 1908 restrained the defendants in two separate suits, Best Crop Science LLP and Natco Pharma Limited, who were the defendants, from launching, from launching chlorantraniliprol or CTPR, an agricultural insecticide in the market, as it prima facie infringed the plaintiff's FMC Corporation's patents. FMC in the set suits alleged infringement of its product patent IN201307 and process patent IN213332. In a detailed judgment discussing whether an interim injunction should be granted against the defendants, the single judge of the Delhi High Court rejected the challenge to the validity of the suit patents raised by the defendants under several grounds. The court declined permission to the defendants to manufacture and sell CTPR during the pendency of the suit. Finally, the court opined that the defendants failed to make a credible challenge with respect to the vulnerability of the suit patents. Discussing the facts, we must note that the suit patents in question, IN307 and IN332, are both held by FMC. IN307 relates to the product CTPR and is due to expire on 13th August 2022. IN332 is directed to the process of preparing CTPR. FMC also owns patent IN204978 or IN978, which was the impugned patent in the dispute. The compounds in Formula 1 of IN307 were asserted to be a novel and inventive selection in comparison to the claim in IN978, which recite a Markush formula. FMC asserted that although CTPR falls within the scope of the numerous compounds, which is covered under the class of anthranilamides included in the Markush formula disclosed and claimed in IN978, but emphasized that CTPR is not specifically disclosed in IN978. Therefore, no person skilled in the art would be able to synthesize CTPR based on the claim and disclosure in IN978. In October 2019, FMC learned of the imminent launch by the defendants of a CTPR product. Thereafter, FMC sought a permanent injunction 
against infringement by the defendants of the suit patents IN-307 and IN-332. On the other hand, while the defendants agreed that they proposed launching CTPR products in India, they claimed that IN-307 is an invalid patent which must be revoked and therefore their products do not infringe the suit patent. FMC's Initial Submissions FMC asserted that IN-307 claims the actual and precise molecular structure and formula of CTPR and the method of its preparation. Further, it mentioned that the presence of three substituted two pyridyl ring with two substituents on the phenyl ring results in compounds with superior insecticidal activity which was substantiated in the biological examples of the invention in the suit patent. Thus, the suit patents disclose novel anthranilic diamide insecticides, which are rhinodyne receptor activators. It also placed reliance on the declaration filed with the U.S. Patent and Trademarks Office, or the USPTO, during the prosecution of U.S. 7232836, or also known as U.S. 836, the U.S. patent, corresponding to Indian patent IN-307. The declaration refers to tests conducted to compare the compounds of the IN-307 with their closest compounds disclosed in IN-978, which demonstrated the superior insecticidal activity of the former. Thus, it was asserted that the CTPR is a novel and inventive molecule. FMC also asserted that a person skilled in the art could not arrive at CTPR from formula mentioned in Claim 22 in IN-978 without human intervention, ingenuity and application of hindsight knowledge. Defendant's Assertion The defendants contended that CTPR was covered in FMC's earlier genus Markish patent IN-978. Thus, the validity of the suit patents was questionable and no injunction could be granted. The defendants also pointed out that the IN-978 patent had expired on March 20, 2021. Therefore, IN-307 and IN-332 were invalid per se. Hence, the defendants could not be restrained from commercializing CTPR. Coming to the disclosure vis-a-vis -vis invalidity on the ground of obviousness. The defendants' assertion was primarily that the CTPR was disclosed by the genus patent that is claimed 22 in IN-978. To support this, three contentions were relied upon, namely that Section 11, Subsection 2B of the Indian Patents Act 1970, also known as the Act, creates a presumption of the existence of disclosure in a patent to which the priority date has been assigned, that the FMC had admitted in their submissions coverage of CTPR by the genus patent and reliance was made on the judgment of the Supreme Court in Novartis wherein it was held that there can be no dichotomy or distinction between coverage and disclosure in a patent and thirdly, that the preferred embodiments for Claim 22 in the complete specification of IN-978 when applied to the Markush structure claimed therein led to CTPR. Vulnerability of the suit patent IN-307 on the ground of anticipation by prior claiming The defendants contended that Claim 1 of IN-307 fell within the scope of Claim 22 of IN-978, which includes the claim for the CTPR compound. Therefore, 
IN-307 would be rendered vulnerable even if claim 1 of IN-307 included variants that were outside the scope of claim 22 in IN-978. In this context, the defendants concluded that the requirement of the complete construction of the claims in the suit patent and the genus patent for examining the applicability of section 13 subsection 1b of the act is obviated in the present case because of the admission of the coverage of CTPR within claim 22 of IN 978 by FMC the invalidity of suit patent on the ground of anticipation by prior publication and inventive step the defendants based their allegation on the fact that ctpr was within the coverage of the markus structure of the other related documents namely in us 424 us 357 and ep 508 patents all of which were granted and published before the earliest priority date of in 978 hence they arrived at the conclusion that the suit patent is also vulnerable as it lacks inventive step coming to fmc's response to the defendant's contentions firstly disclosure vis-a-vis invalidity on the ground of obviousness fmc responded to the contentions of the defendants by asserting that in 978 covers millions of compounds in any manner such a markus claim does not disentitle patenting of any selected compound which is not recited in the claim but falls within the scope of the markus thus if a specific compound is covered in a markus structure that could nullify the patentability of the set compound then the concept of genus and species patents would be rendered a nullity further to support the fact that individual species patents which fall within the coverage of the genus patent may be granted fmc placed reliance on several precedents namely f hoffman la roche limited versus supla limited si company limited versus satish reddy and Bristol Myers Squibb Holdings versus Mcure Pharmaceuticals Limited. Secondly, coverage versus disclosure. FMC also argued that the decision of the Supreme Court in the Novartis case would not advance the case of the defendants in the first place for the following reasons. The cited case deals with the patentability of the invention specifically in the light of section 3D of the act. However, the issue in the present case is on the vulnerability of the granted patent. and the onus is on defendants to show that the patent is vulnerable to challenge the supreme court proceeded on the basis that genus patent constituted prior art in the novartis case whereas in the present case for claim 1 of in 307 or the ctpr molecule in 978 does not constitute prior art thirdly there is no clear disclosure of ctpr in the genus patent of in 978 and in the present case CTPR according to FMC is neither claimed nor disclosed in IN 978 Coming to the point on vulnerability of the suit patent IN 307 on the ground of anticipation by prior claiming Placing reliance on AstraZeneca AB versus Mcure Pharmaceuticals FMC sought to distinguish between that which is encompassed in a claim and that which is claimed or covered thereby thus FMC relied upon the fact that section 13 subsection 1b of the act applies only where on comparison of claims the claim in the species patent is found to be identical to the genus patent hence the individual species must be specifically claimed in the prior art 
Next, the invalidity of the suit patent on the ground of anticipation by prior publication and inventive step. FMC opined that none of the referred documents passed the test of the prior art with regards to the disclosure of CTPR. As such, CTPR is not disclosed in any of these patents, namely US 424, US 357, and EP 508. The only road to arrive at CTPR from the disclosure of said documents is by cherry-picking based on hindsight analysis. Hence, FMC refuted the defendant's contention that the CTPR was published. Court's view Firstly, disclosure vis-a-vis invalidity on the ground of obviousness. The court noted that the defendants had accepted that Marquish claims are patentable in their written submissions. Therefore, the court opined that the defendants cannot rely on Section 11 subsection 2b of the Act and arrive at the conclusion that as Claim 22 in IN 978 was patented, there must be a presumption of disclosure of CTPR. It agreed with FMC's assertion, per contra, that Claim 22 in IN 978 claimed a Marcus structure which does not claim, teach or disclose CTPR, or the Marcus structure claimed in Claim 1 of IN 307 even if CTPR may come within the coverage of Claim 22 in IN 978. After the perusal of complete specification relating to IN 978 and specifically Claim 22, the court held that it could not find any teaching which would lead a person skilled in the art to claim one of IN 307 or further to CTPR. The court further held that it is apparent that the defendants have cherry-picked the substitutions at A, B, R1, R2, R3, J, and R7, as well as the radicals for substitutions at the various places on the five-membered or six-membered heteroaromatic rings as per para 102 of written submission, out of the myriad possibilities provided in claim 22 in IN 978, so as to arrive at CTPR or the Marcus structure as defined in claim 1 of IN 307. However, to enable a skilled person to arrive at CTPR, no reasoning or direction was provided by the defendants in terms of selecting these particular substitutions out of the several substitutions provided in the Marcus claim in IN 978. Thus, on the basis of Herbert Markman v. Westview, the major question focused upon by the court was, why would a person skilled in the art make the substitutions on the Marcus moiety disclosed in claim 22 of IN 978 out of the several substitutions envisaged in the set claim? Does IN978 teach or instruct a person skilled in the art to effect these particular substitutions in order to achieve the results or advantages which CTPR provides? The answer to the above questions would decide the case of infringement or even for making out a case of vulnerability. In the instant case, it was held that the assertion of the defendants would not lead to an inference of infringement or even make out a case of vulnerability. Also, the court came to a conclusion that no teaching enables a person of skill in the art to synthesize CTPR from the disclosure provided in Claim 22 in IN 978. The rationale used by the court was that since no effort was made for all the years during which IN 978 was in force and FMC was the first to synthesize CTPR from the Marcus claim, it was not possible to accept that the embodiments provided in Claim 22 in IN 978 would lead a person skilled in the art to CTPR. Further, 
the court agreed to the principle that from the teachings in the genus patent the person skilled in the art must be in a position to arrive without unduly straining his imaginative and creative faculties at the species patent in order for the species patent to be invalidated on the ground of obviousness and the court categorically clarified that the element of directness must be there the choice which the person skilled in the art would make by way of substitutions on the marcus moiety or otherwise must be apparent from the teachings in the genus patent in order for the species patent to be treated as obvious a trial and error approach would be antithetical to any suggestion of obviousness through this the court has put forward a test where a person of skill in the art arrives at the species patent from the genus patent without unduly straining his imagination but this again will vary from case to case the court held that the defendants would have to establish not only that the substitutions in the marcus moiety the effecting of which would be necessary to arrive at the suit patent are clearly disclosed in the prior art but also additionally that the prior art contains the requisite teaching which would motivate the person skilled in the art to carry out the said substitutions coverage versus disclosure the conundrum the court pointed out that the framers of the patents act did not envisage claim or coverage of the claim to be identical to disclosure the court thus observed that the supreme court has not held that coverage and disclosure are the same choosing its words with precision the supreme court has held that there is no dichotomy between coverage and disclosure the court most aptly mentioned that the court has examined claim 22 of in 978 vis-a-vis the suit patent and found that the claims of the suit patent were not disclosed or taught or obvious in view of the claim 22 of in 978 so there would be no occasion for the court to even forage through declarations or assertions made by other patentees or even by fmc while applying for other patents it has to be also borne in mind that selection patents so as to obtain additional or advantageous results are valid this position is made clear from Merck Sharp and Dome Corporation and the judgment of a coordinate single bench of Delhi High Court in Bristol Myers Squibb Holdings Ireland Limited versus BDR Pharmaceuticals International Private Limited but in the present case no claim no coverage and no disclosure by FMC of CTPR is in the genus patent that is claim 22 of IN 978 after tedious and painstaking research It was found that this combination of groups led to compounds with unexpected superior insecticidal activity compared to the insecticidal anthranilamides disclosed in IN 978. Thus, for the present case, there is no question of any dichotomy between claim coverage and disclosure. Vulnerability of the suit patent IN 307 on the ground of anticipation by prior claiming. On the point of prior claiming. The court pointed out that section 13 subsection 1b of the act applies where a claim in the suit patent is claimed in any claim of any other complete specification. They asserted that any reference either to the scope of the claim or the coverage of the claim does not make any difference vis-a-vis section 13 subsection 1b of the act. Also, the court denied taking up the two concepts namely scope and coverage relied upon by the defendants which find no place in section 13 subsection 1b of the act and opined that the sequitur of any such coverage could not be that ctpr has been claimed in claim 22 of in 978 hence 
It was held by the court that no prima facie case of invalidity of claim 1 of IN 307 or CTPR was established on the ground of anticipation by prior claimant. The invalidity of suit patent on the ground of anticipation by prior publication and inventive step. The court held that neither of the referred patents claim or disclose a CTPR. In fact, the court emphasized that they relate to pharmaceutical patents relating to pharmaceutical products for the therapeutic administration. Therefore, the Marcus claims of the referred patents cannot be set to teach synthesizing of CTPR. The court finally concluded that CTPR is not claimed or disclosed in these patents. Thus, sans any claim or disclosure of CTPR, it cannot be said that CTPR was published either in US 424 or US 357 or therefore in EP 508. Regarding the inventive step, the court agreed with FMC's argument and held that there is no explanation given by the defendants as to why till CTPR was synthesized by FMC, no other manufacturer including the defendants in spite of so many prior art documents being in existence in the public domain made any effort for synthesizing CTPR. Further, the court relied on twin requirements to make out the case of teaching that is the defendant would have to establish not only that the substitutions on the marcus moiety the effecting of which would be necessary to arrive at the suit patent are clearly disclosed in the prior art but also additionally that the prior art contains the requisite teaching which would motivate the person skilled in the art to carry out the said substitutions and held that the defendants failed to satisfy such requirements even based on the manifold grounds raised takeaway points the court clarified that the mere coverage in every case does not result in obviousness it also confirmed that the patent applications related to selection inventions may be granted provided they satisfy three conditions the use of the selected members must result in either a substantial advantage or avoidance of a disadvantage all the members must exhibit the advantage in question and that the selection must be based on a quality of a special character peculiar to the selected group it was held that coverage and disclosure are distinct concepts the court correctly pointed out the suit patent involved an inventive step considering the prior arts however there has been a debatable justification given by court that CTPR was manufactured from the Marcus Moiety claim by FMC and no other manufacturer even or even the defendants had made any effort to manufacture CTPR all these years during which IN 978 remained valid thank you for taking the time to listen to the series we would love to hear your feedback comments and questions about the episode you could write to us at podcast at lakshmishree.com to know more you can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which is being linked in the episode description below to keep abreast of relevant legal updates we hope you'll join us next week